Hello, Lions family. Merry Christmas. As you may remember, earlier this year, I had the privilege of being in the Middle East, and we chronicled some of that trip on an earlier video blog, but today, I want to bring us back to that moment where I had the privilege of interviewing six national church leaders from Syria, Lebanon, Jordan, and Iraq, and I asked them to speak to us about the fourfold gospel. I wanted to give us a bit of a Christmas gift, as it were, to hear Middle Eastern leaders speak of Christ our Savior, Sanctifier, Healer, and Coming King. So would you give yourself the gift right now of just a few minutes of reflection on the Christ that we love through Middle Eastern If I want to share about salvation, about Jesus, save you as a Muslim, God is love. In Quran or in Islam, there is 99 names of God, but there is no love. Allah Mahabba, God is love. So he shows you his love, how? by Jesus Christ. His name shall be called Christ because he saved his people from their sin. So there is, there is only one savior and they respect you. If you don't argue, I rather lose an argument and not lose a person. But I always tell them that Jesus saved me. He is a savior because everyone is a sinner. The Jesus we bring is the only one who can give salvation. So this is the, the thing that really opened their minds, that there is real salvation through this person. He did not come to give another message from the Lord. He came to do something nobody else have the credentials to do but Jesus. So he's not one more prophet to bring new laws or new uh, rituals, but he is the one and the only one able to do something, nobody else can do it. So this is the uniqueness of Christianity through the Savior, Jesus. When we talk about Savior, most of the people will understand Jesus to be the Savior of the present calamity, the present tension that we're in. So most of the time, people are immediately thinking of Jesus is going to save us from the wars, from the troubles that we're in, from the catastrophes of life and stuff like that. So it's really interesting when, when it's being presented to non-Christians uh, or non-Christian background people to make sure that they understand that what He is saving us from. So before we even get into that, we have to explain what sin is and what the implications of that and the results of sin in terms of eternity. And this is another concept that within our context uh, is not very developed. When you talk about the Savior, sometimes people think of saving them from their troubles, their earthly trouble or uh, their difficulties. So at least that could be a door where you can start with that and take them deeper to tell them we have more burdens than just the material burdens and uh, direct them to, to Jesus. When you are suffering all the time to be holy, Trying so hard. Try, uh, trying so hard. Five times praying daily, fasting Ramadan, going to Mecca, and you feel empty. 
just try to be close to Jesus Christ. He will fill your heart. And your behaviors, without any suffering, it will be changed. You will not need five times daily to pray or fasting Ramadan to be holy. Just close to Jesus Christ, He will change your life. You will not suffering because He has already suffered on the cross to give you this new life. I have no holiness of myself. He is my holiness. I have absolutely nothing good in me. And I, I truly believe, because this is my experience in life, if it wasn't for the holiness of Christ, for the sanctification of Christ, I deserve hellfire. The holiness of God is a concept that also is dying out. We don't hear it explained a lot as well. The holiness of God is the major important um, concept that we need to drill into the people so that uh, when we come to the sanctifier part they'll understand why it's so important why God did not um, accept us as we are to keep us as we are but he wants to work in us to change us to become like him like his son we live in a world now with no standard even so they kicked out all the standard they don't want to live with any ethically standard so now they want to live freely from anything. And actually they are slaves to sin. We very strongly feel the same message, I think, of uh, A.B. Simpson, that the sanctifying work of Christ comes through Christ living in us. This is very challenging because uh, we've seen uh, some healings, but not as many as we would like to see. Maybe we need to be more, uh, uh, more courageous, more brave in, uh, in our faith and in our expectations that the Lord uh, would heal. This is probably one of the toughest ones for me personally. Uh, I've lost a brother to disease um, uh, well, in two weeks' time. and. Uh, and personally, when it comes to my own convictions and the way I struggle with this, it's very hard to talk about Christ our healer. And when I hear Christ healing people and I hear stories about healing, it, uh, it is a personal thing for me. Uh, for the longest time, I struggled with it. And, uh, and I, I didn't teach much about it myself because of that experience. And in any case, uh, this is a biblical concept and I believe in it. And uh, after having gone through the journey of struggling with this concept for a while, uh, we still teach it and I believe in it wholeheartedly myself. And I, I pray for the people that are sick. And uh, God is intervening in people's lives. This is something they can touch after they uh, experience the healing of Jesus, they can also believe in Him as a Savior. And that's happened a lot with people around me. And one of the ladies that she get married for 10 years with no uh, children. And she is from Muslim background. And while I was talking with her, God gave me like a, a message that I will give her a son. But I kept silent. I was talking with her about uh, Jesus as a, a savior. Then one day she mentioned to me that she couldn't have a son uh, for 10 years. 
And immediately I told her, I will pray for you. She said, yes, please. But I told her, I will pray for Jesus, not for the God you know. She said, I want Jesus also. Before the end of the year, she were carrying a, a baby. And she believed that th th this healing is from God. For the non-Christians, when you talk about a healer, and then when you pray to somebody and he's healed, then they come and say, oh, now tell me about Christ. God is doing a great thing in, in healing and uh, we want to continue and trust him more. And we speak of Christ as our coming King. How is that especially meaningful to you? Oh dear, I am waiting for him because all what we see, I know that hour and date, nobody would know. But he gave us signs. He said, when you see these signs happening, know that the, his coming is so near. Islam does not distinguish between uh, a spiritual king, kingdom of God and a literal kingdom of God. So one has to be very careful when we talk about uh, the kingdom of God in our context. People whose God's kingdom is not in their hearts always inevitably, almost always inevitably, will understand in political terms. And they would think that we're doing all what we're doing because we want to establish a theocracy here on earth. So one has to be very careful with this term in our context. But we still believe he's coming and he's going to be a king. Now, of course, in our context, the whole political implications of a dispensational understanding or all these kind of things that happen around Jerusalem and the land and where he's going to come to and where he's going to establish the kingdom, they're all real and they all have to be handled very carefully as we, uh, as we handle the scriptures and at the same time as we communicate God's kingdom. But this is our hope. He's going to come and one day uh, everything that we see going on, all the, all the trouble that we're seeing in our land, it's just going to be gone because he's the Prince of Peace. Our coming in, this is a great hope that we really, uh, source of encouragement for us through all what we're going through. We understand uh, very practically that life on earth is a life of pain and life of suffering. This is, this is a fact of life we cannot deny. In some way or the other, this is the fact of life. But uh, the great hope of the coming of Christ really makes, suddenly makes this life just trans very transitional. Christ is coming. Uh, be ready uh, as uh, a bride to the bridegroom. Get ready, his coming is very soon. And Christ, our coming King, how do you communicate that? This is the hope, because we live in a world with no hope. They don't know where they are going. They don't know the eternity, where it will be. Even they don't maybe believe in an eternity. But as a church, living in uh, a very uh, difficult world, we always look up and we are looking in a hope that He is coming. He is coming. And that faith is giving us a strength to continue in our way to meet him one day. And return he will. And so with great anticipation, we look forward to this Christmas when the story began of the Christ who first came to dwell among us. Don't miss the beauty. Don't miss the significance. Don't miss the central character of the Christmas story.